0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm very excited and pleased to welcome and introduce our guest today. I have with us Jesse Randall, who is a co-founder of Sweater, which is a venture capital firm. And Jesse, what else would you like us to know about Sweater?
1: Yeah. I mean, Sweater, it's it's not your average VC fund. Um, we're actually focused entirely on allowing retail investors to put money into a VC fund. And we deliver the experience through a mobile app. So it's kind of like Robinhood, but for private companies and private ownership.
0: Got it. Great. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our questions. Our first question, tell us a, a success story that you've had with collaboration within a team.
1: Yeah, team collaboration, man, you know, I think that the, um, the hardest thing about team collaboration is really finding alignment and having a common mission. Um, I've had enough times where, you know, you're all working at the same job and you're told to march up the same mountain together, you know, but your heart's not really there. And I think that's the weakest type of engagement because you're doing it out of obligation. Um, you know, even if you might may have um, passion for the company you work for, if you don't have the passion on the thing that you're doing then it's really kind of hollow, right? And so the best times that I've ever had engaging with teams is when you have true, really deep alignment mm-hmm. on the thing that you're doing. And in those cases, um, you know, you, you're you really able to operate and communicate, if you ask me, at a much higher level, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it it's it, it's almost like it heightens your senses, right? But that engagement um, is able to elevate yourself up into a place where you'll be able to do things in a shorter period of time, Um with better collaboration across the members of the team that you're with. Um, So, you know, I I think, I mean, I work in the startup world, right? So I've worked on with dozens of teams and hundreds of founders in trying to identify and create that. And if you ask me, you know, the teams that really take it to the moon are the ones that have the best alignments and that that really have that, that core passion for what they're doing that's deeper than others. And you can sense it. It's really interesting when you really get into it, like those that are in it for the wrong reasons, you know, because they see that they can make money at it, you know, or it's a, they think it's like a quick flip and like the ability to to elevate their career or something, you know, you know, as opposed to those that are in it for a much deeper reason to make an impact, to make a change in the world. And it's something that they felt inside their own life. Right. And then they're able to sell that passion and that reason to the people they surround themselves with. And it makes the biggest difference.
0: Those are great comments because you're absolutely right without that alignment. And I like what you said about avoiding hollow alignment, because boy, that makes a huge difference if people just are not excited or uh, passionate about what they're doing. And that kind of leads into our next question. I've heard from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement.
1: What are your thoughts? Wow. I mean, that isn't intangible. Um, in terms of measuring it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about what you achieve right? Mm-hmm. I mean, engagement is, is only as good as what comes out the other side. So again, I mean, like kind of going back to alignment and whether or not something's hollow, um, I, I don't think there's some metric or, you know, like some device you can put on somebody's computer to see, you know, how, uh, how deeply engaged they are. Uh, I, I think that's ultimately the, the sum of emotional intelligence, right? I mean, there's lots of things that you can, that you can read with EQ, um, but engagement's one of those things, like a good leader will really be able to sense when someone isn't engaged well before that person ever has to come to them and express whatever might be happening, you know, from their mindset perspective, a good leader will see it instantly. They'll, they'll see it in the first meeting that that person, you know, uh, that they sense that that person doesn't have alignment with what's going on and you know, that their engagement is lacking. Right. So I don't know that there's a good measurement for it other than, the best leaders are the ones that can read it and they're the ones that can confront it before it really metastasizes into something that's not fixable anymore.
0: Great comment about a good leader can really sense that and observe it quickly. I really like that comment. Question number three, what essential characteristic of confident leaders would you like to recommend to our listeners and viewers?
1: Ooh, tough question. You know, Hmm. I think that the, the most important by far is empathy. Good Mm -hmm. leaders have the ability, you know, I I think it kind of leads into that whole notion of emotional intelligence again, Mm -hmm. but empathy is deeper than that. Right. Because at the end of the day, every single person that you work with is just that they're a person, they're a human, they have a life, they have feelings, they have things that motivate them and demotivate them. They have complications and of things that are happening outside of work and all of those other factors outside their life affect what they do when they're with you. And it doesn't mean that you need to know and understand every aspect of their life, but you need to be able to, as a leader, if you can actually relate on that level to the people that you work with, they will go to the ends of the earth, not for you, but with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that ability to, to be able to take a team, pull them together with that, that singular mindset, be able to understand the different things that everyone struggles with, and love them for it anyway, and then take them to the finish line is what really good leaders are. And I think that the, the real core of that is empathy. Um, mm. I think that you know maybe maybe this relates, maybe it doesn't. My, my favorite, um, I guess, you know, personality test or whatever you want to call it is um, is StrengthsFinder. And the thing that I love about that. And really, I guess it, it applies to most of these tests. But the thing that I love about that mindset is that it focuses on your strengths mm-hmm. um, and that there's there's no, there's really, they, they don't frame it like, you know, these are your top five strengths and then these are your bottom five or your top five weaknesses, right? It's just, these are the ones that you're the best at and what you should frame your life around, right? In terms of focus and getting the most elevation out of who you are naturally. Um, and there's, so when you take any given person, there's no such thing as a weak person, just because someone is... You know, good at the things you're weak at doesn't mean that they're weak. It means that they're great at things you're not good at. And when you can stack people together in the right way, understand how they view the world, and apply empathy into their world as they see and interpret the world, you will bring the very best out of people.
0: Great comments. Again, such important points about empathy and how important that is with great leaders, confident leaders that can show that empathy. I really like those comments, Jesse. Great comments. Question number four: Is there someone in your life that you would like to recognize that has made a difference in your life? As a leader? Sure, as a leader, or just, just, as just a person, in general, just anyone.
1: Oh man, well, without doing the the typical stuff like you know my wife or my mom, um, man, you know there I've I've been able to work with some interesting characters, and I think that some of the best ones that have inspired me the most are the ones that are. Are almost on my periphery, right? Not necessarily people that I I worked with directly, but people that, you know, it's like they're watching my life, uh, you know, from the grandstands. And every once in a while, they can walk into the dugout and, you know, make some observations and they go back to watching, but they're not there on the team playing with me all the time, right? I mean, those are very intimate relationships when you're in those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And there's something about I don't know that I want to name anyone like specifically is like individual people but I can I'm thinking of at least four or five in my life that have have been instrumental in like in observing me and helping me to get out of my own way especially when it comes to being in very specific situations. I think that's probably where these people have done the most good in my life is you get, you, know, you get in these situations where you're so caught up in the minutia of whatever the heck is going on and all the garbage that led to it, and it's really hard to pull yourself out of it. And to have someone that knows you and knows your capabilities and knows, your, frankly, your, your strengths and even your weaknesses, right? And can kind of pick you up out of the situation, remind you who you are, remind you to be a bigger person and to look at the bigger picture and help you make that better decision um, that rather than making short-term emotional-based decisions. Um, it, it probably been some of the most pivotal moments in my in my life personally and in a, in a career kind of a sense. So um, yeah, probably not pulling out anyone in particular, but uh, those are the people that came to mind, right? It's, it's really interesting. I've worked with a lot of great people, but when you ask me that question, I'm thinking of those others that are, are kind of another, play a different role in my life.
0: That's such an interesting observation because we all have those kinds of people that kind of dip their toes in once in a while, but we don't necessarily have these really close intimate relationships on an ongoing everyday basis. But what a great observation that you've made about the people that uh, still make a a big difference in our lives, but may may not be there every single day. So that's a great comment. Well, last question, tell us about your first job.
1: (laughs) Well, you're talking to a funny guy to get that out on the table. (laughs) I grew up on a farm. So I mean, my first job was shoveling manure and you know, building barbed wire fences and chasing cows. I don't know if any of that counts though, because I'm pretty sure I didn't get paid market rate for that. <laughs> if you ask me uh, whether it was working for my own dad or working for my friend's dad's, I mean, I got paid next to nothing and worked my tail off got a lot of good calluses and, you know, learned how to handle barbed wire with getting all cut up without getting cut up. Um, but I think my first outside job, you know, if I really counted what it was, was probably building houses. You know, I did that when I was, um, yeah. So I, I built houses for a summer and I think that was my real first official, like not part-time job. Like I did that full-time and it was when I was in college and I did that for a whole summer and I learned more framing houses than I ever did in a classroom. I mean, I, I still use that today. It's one of my favorite outlets, like to just go and, you know, cut something up, like think something of it in your mind, right. And be able to understand how, how it should work and be able to pull the materials together to actually build something real. It's probably one of my favorite things, frankly. Um, I didn't get paid very much. I think I was being paid like <laughs> seven bucks an hour to, to slave out in the sun. But, you know, I helped build a couple of houses over the course of that summer and I still use that skill today.
0: Oh, that is great. That is great. Well, that's, I always like hearing that uh, the answers to that question because it's interesting to hear how many people are still using skills or some type of of, uh, attribute that they gained on those very first jobs, even now into their later career. That is awesome. Jesse, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Uh, I'm pretty prolific on LinkedIn. If you just uh, go to Google and search Jesse Randall LinkedIn uh, sweater, you'll find me. I'm probably the only one that matches that. Uh, I mean, if you really and send me a DM on there, I'm, I'm, Really, I'm pretty active, and that's by far the best place to find me. I think that the my URL extension is like Strat or something like that, um, but usually I don't search for people in that way on LinkedIn. But if you look for Jesse Randall's sweater, you'll find me there.
0: Very good. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com and we would certainly love it and appreciate it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel where all of these videos can be viewed as well as the podcast channel where the audio version can be heard. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day.